When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every single Bare Naked Lady song from seven to Y. And tonight, because we love you. You've been waiting to say that all this time. And that just occurred to me. That was top of my dome. I'm spitting free. You have waited 294 episodes. <laughs> I know it. Drop the bomb. <laughs> you dropped the bomb on me. Um, so, yeah, tonight we're going to be discussing the song When You Dream. Um, if you've never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. But having joining me tonight, um, I have with me Betsy and Aaron. Welcome. Hello, thank you. Hey. And Aaron, you get the all important question of oh. what album is this from? <laughs> Obviously a page song and beautifully rendered. It's probably either maroon or stunt. I don't remember a stunt having anything this lush or soft, though. So I guess I'm gonna guess maroon. Ah, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> so close. It that's is on stunt. Matter of fact, oh. it is the finishing song. Ooh, that's a nice stunt. closer. Nice closer. Well, that's inter- up until I'm now. Disagree I disagree with you on that. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. I disagree gonna, with your disagreement, Tracy. We're gonna get into it here, I think. Oh yeah. Uh so up until now, when I've thought of stun, I've thought of like one week or it's all been done or alcohol. I guess I kind of forgot about Colin Answer. That's kind of got a nice kind of soft element mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh this is a, I was gonna say it's like a lullaby, but no, it is a lullaby. Uh mm-hmm. and it's a, a very ambient song. If Steven's voice weren't so iconic, I could have mistaken this for like a Brian Eno tune. And uh, yeah, stunt. It, it finishes the album. I don't. I have a problem with this finishing the album. I really is it trouble do. with Tracy. Is it, it is. with the song in general, or just you don't think it's a good one to close on? Well, one, I don't think it's a good one to close on. I I don't like the idea of finishing an album, especially a, a as vibrant and upbeat an album as this one is with this song. Um. To me, a finishing song should always make you want to flip it over and start on the other side again. And this song ah, you're saying doesn't... this one is so good that you just stay on this song and repeat it, so you never go back to the beginning. That's what you're saying, right, Tracy? <laughs> yeah. 
See, that's so odd because oh, one of my that. favorite albums of all time, the two disc Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by Smashing Pumpkins, ends on a song called Farewell and Good Night. And it's got a kind of lullaby, good night, closing out uh, feel to it. I think it's very appropriate for ending an album, but that's just me. It depends on the, like, Township of King, great way to end that album. Because it does make me want to flip to the other side and hear hear the next song again. This song doesn't make me feel that way. It doesn't definitely doesn't make me want to go. Oh, let me listen to one week now. Like it's not. It is a very different kind of song, which is kind of to my point that I associate stunt with the more upbeat, poppy, peppy feel. But uh, I mean, I dig it. But Betsy, you've been quiet. Go ahead. Yeah, please jump in here. I I think it's a nice song to close on because it's just kind of like tying it up in a little bow, and it's just kind of. All right, that's the end, and <laughs> all things must end. So, uh, I mean, if you want to, like, use it as a little refresher nap and then start the album over again, that's good. But, like, I mean, I, I like it at the end. I think it fits there. Okay. All right. I'm just going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this also was on the one week single um but it wasn't it was the demo that was on the one week single of just page singing mm. accompanied by an acoustic guitar an interesting choice that they're like oh you know what instead of taking one of the songs that's on let's take the demo of our slowest song on this album <laughs> and, and let's put that as our b-side <laughs> Yeah, I don't quite get that. Yeah, I don't know about why they would do it with the demo, unless they just really liked the demo and wanted to get the song out there in a different form. But maybe, maybe Steve's like, I really like the demo. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Can we bring this back? <laughs> yeah, the demo was a little too. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like a, a mellow song, but I really liked all the the elements of the the beeps and the boops and all that that Kevin brought in with the sampling <laughs> yeah. and the uh, and the effects. Oh. I really that's what yeah. really kind of made it kind of distinctive for me. I guess I can. I am assuming this was an actual lullaby because that was would have been around the time where he was newly a father, right? Well, it was so, when his son was a year old. Okay, yeah. so so I'm um, thinking that. So, well, go, so, uh, go um, Betsy found this wonderful uh, thing on tonight um, and sent it to me. I'm going to share it with everyone in case people haven't been able to hear it yet. Uh, mm -hmm. Where is it? Oh, right here. Uh, right. When you dream. When you yes. dream. Yes, I absolutely love that song. When my son was small. I listened to it and I am just that's not and I want to know what your inspiration was <laughs> your children or well, we, we wrote a lot of that record in uh, this little tiny bedroom that was next to my son's bedroom my son was about uh, maybe he's a year old at that point or even a little less and uh, so he would have his naps whenever I'd write songs so I always just thought about how the whatever I was in here making music fairly loudly and he would sleep very soundly next to it. So it just starts, you start thinking about what goes on behind their brains before, behind their eyelids when they're thinking, when they're dreaming before they can actually communicate. 
those things. Thank you very much. I think we're going to play that tonight, but we don't know it yet. (laughs) (laughs) So this was obviously on the Bare Naked Ladies Are Men Are Me tour um, just prior to that being released because they were playing a new song from that album every single tour, uh, every single uh, stop on that tour, as well as playing all of their old stuff in and I believe this was probably the uh, small version that was done during the peep show, because on mm. that, they also um, had these intimate little sections of where they would talk and they played every single song of their back catalog that they'd ever done, um, which is what they're referring to there. So my guess is it was done during that tour. Well, I was just thinking if this is something that Steven wrote, you know, for his child, it might I can understand why he'd probably want to have a version with just him and guitar and it'd be more like him actually singing a lullaby. Um, but I have to say I prefer the more produced version. And I'm going to disagree with both of you again. Oh, wow, Tracy, what is going on tonight? Yeah. I know, I know. Um, it's like I'm, you're a I'm cartoon con- character. I know, you have this <laughs> really pretty, positive, cartoony, ethereal background and you're like... <laughs> I'm gonna spew vitriol on all oh of my. you. Oh <laughs> my! No, Someone stole my haterade. <laughs> and I obviously drank it. If you look at the background, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's like it took some mushrooms. <laughs> um, I like the demo version a little bit more, and hmm. I will say that by like the third minute, I really started to get bored. Um, I like the simplicity of it, but by the third minute, I'm like, oh, it does need some more stuff. That's in why I like synths and stuff. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah, I mean, it is a lullaby. But for me, the the album version was too chaotic. It was it was too I, many things. In the I know it. I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And mm-hmm. I, when I heard that section, it's towards the beginning when the synths are coming in and it's the time is kind of hard to sense and there's kind of a couple like dual tonality going on. I love that shit because <laughs> I'm a music nerd, but I was like, Tracy's not going to like that. No, <laughs> I, that's the part I don't like. Like I don't <laughs> like it, especially in a lullaby, like it to help. I can understand it, but it's a Stephen page lullaby, man. It's it got to be slightly iconoclastic, you know, <laughs> it just to me, it didn't work. And actually, Stephen's not the one that really did all of that. So yeah. it was yeah. mentioned that Jim True. took the cassette of the songs into the next room and he would come back with like four or part, five parts written. And Kevin made a bunch of digital samples. Mm-hmm. Of air I'm hearing a lot of Cregan Hearn influence. So wait, 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 say, say, say that last part again. He took a bunch of digital samples of air conditioners. Okay, I wanted to make and sure various yeah. and various motor noises and loop. He pitched them. them. Yeah. Okay. And then he also took an assortment of vintage music boxes. And yeah. Looped those in That's as well and that. just had them yeah. random, and they came back in. And had added this in when Stephen came back in to to hear what was going on. I it is not recorded what Steve thought of that. Um, I have a thought on that considering the fact that Steve later on wanted the the other version of this. On yeah, the it it does give credence to the idea that he he conceived it as a very simple lullaby. 
Uh, I do. They I also do... made a version of this with just the air conditioner and sample and all the music boxes and reverse guitar. Interesting. That was voted out by everyone on the band. Huh. That sounds like a Radiohead song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I shouldn't say everyone on the van, but it was it was definitely voted out. So the the way that BNL works is it's majority rules. Yeah. So okay, Interesting. at least three of them said no. <laughs> Interesting. And Kevin was, according to the book, Kevin was pretty upset about that. He mm. said he had to take a long walk. <laughs> Which I guess is about as mad as Kevin can possibly get. <laughs> that's the, that's the Canadian angry. <laughs> yes, right. Jeez, darn. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta take a walk. <laughs> go get a Molson. <laughs> yeah, hosers. Yeah, hosers. I I I don't know, guys. I I gotta go. You you can't deal with my avant garde <laughs> stuff. I don't know if I belong <laughs> with this band. Okay, so consider this then, Tracy. Yes, it's a lullaby. But I don't know how vivid your dreams are, mm. but mine can get pretty vivid. And are they in black and white or in color? <laughs> yeah, or Yiddish, actually. Yiddish. Um, and, um, <laughs> you know, so who knows what goes on in the mind of like an almost one year old? Like, it probably is like a little bit of like recollecting the day of like i was playing with tinker toys and then i was playing with dad's guitar and then i heard the air conditioner and it's so it's probably like kind of like a summation of the day and in, in his mind in a, like an audio kind of collage is what i'm thinking that that's what they're trying to get across and i think it comes across it just isn't enjoyable <laughs> to me <laughs> As someone who suffers from tinnitus and cannot fall asleep without an air conditioner or a fan or some kind of white noise being generated, I feel like that's pretty appropriate. <laughs> well, I just did the school yeah. thing of <laughs> show the similarity. <laughs> yes, no, I totally understand that. What is this? Yeah, you, you thought that was a like this. Hang-a-loose. I'm the same. Yeah. That was a California it's, it's surfer. Quiet, quietly agreeing in, in school. Oh, God. I've never seen that before. Yeah. I, something new every day. There are things that are in this song that I did not recognize or see in there. Jim is on the acoustic and electric double bass. I didn't hear any bass at all. Um, really? I thought I did. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have. But I think it's also just because there's so much other stuff going on. Yeah, it's on. pretty. Like I said, it's a very lush sound. Yeah, you can hear the bass. Well, the bass where it's like boom, boom, boom. The wind sleep sets in. History begins. But the future will win when you dream. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty resonant. I mean, I guess maybe. Like I said, it could have been interpreted as like a synth keyboard bass, but it's very deep and resonant. I can hear, can hear Jim doing the walks. Yeah, and, and it might just be walking. because my brain, my brain was only hearing the the air conditioner and the the juke. I mean the the music boxes. I think if it had been one music box, it would it wouldn't have been so distant for me. Like. I think it was the the music boxes together at the same time and Steven's words like doubling up on himself 
and the the air conditioners like overlapping i was just like it, it became too much for me i i get that but in my mind that's like dreams can get kind of like warpy and like uh you know a flow strangely and mm-hmm. can like loop back on themselves and have things elements swapped out and changed and everything so i still believe that it's very programmatic <laughs> i agree <laughs> borrow the term i think i think every other I think... episode sorry <laughs> <laughs> well aaron do you want to break it down for us mm. sure let's break it down so when you dream was recorded at pretty much 118 beats per minute it seems like it's perfectly aligned for like the first half and then the second half it sort of gets out of tune so it almost kind of sounds like they maybe spliced two takes together or i don't know what happened or they're just like super duper locked in and slowly started to to move away but it's it's really really very much in sync uh, with 118 beats per minute for like the first half of the song and then it slightly pulls away from that um You'll notice the song is in an odd time signature, and it's got just a slightly wistful feel to it. So if you're playing Aaron Bingo at home, you probably have a good idea of how I'll end up scoring this one. Uh, <laughs> what was the odd time signature? I think it's just in 3-4. Uh, no, it could be like a slower 12-8. Um, but either way, it's it's something divisional by 3. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how you subdivide it, uh, but yeah, it, it probably probably is a slow twelve eight, which uh, in which case, yeah. But uh, either way, it's in the key of E major, but it sounds almost sad at times, proving like "Goodbye to Romance" by Ozzy Osbourne that sad songs do not have to be written in minor keys. Um, the verse changes are pretty simple. Most of the songs pretty simple. Uh, e major to B major. A major to E major to B major, then resolving back to E major and repeating. So it's one, five, four, one, five, all major chords. The pre-chorus, which is what I'm calling this kind of next short section. Uh, I wouldn't argue with someone who wanted to include it as like the end of the verse, but we have F sharp minor to B major. And we repeat that three times. So it's two to five, two to five, two to five. And the two is of course minor. So this is, such a perfect tension builder. And this is where I'm going to nerd out a little. So I apologize in <laughs> advance, but we hear two, five, one all the time in, in popular music. And we're so used to hearing it. Um, duh, 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 right. We, reserve, we resolve down to the tonic, but this is prolonging that it's building the tension because you hear the two and it moves to the five and you really want to hear it resolve down to the tonic, but the resolution is delayed not once but twice and only on the third time around do we finally resolve back to the tonic of e major in the chorus which we'll call the c changes so i had a changes for verse uh b for the pre-chorus c for the chorus and this would be like when you dream you have e major to b major uh and then a new figure sort of starts with f sharp minor which is our magic chord here really because it's a very major song but this is like the one minor chord and it's the kind of very prominent helps to highlight that slightly wistful tone uh, to a major back to E major. And that repeats. Now I will point out at this point, the song is a lullaby 
And F-A-E spells Fay. Just an interesting observation, very possibly a coincidence. Uh, but it's got that kind of fairy tale uh, ramification. So, but you know, uh, two five one is extremely common as a turnaround. So it happens to be in the key of A major. E major. This would be uh, F A E. Either way, this works out to one five two. So yeah, one five two four one. Then we have finally, um, yeah, we have so to reiterate: E major to B major to F sharp minor to A major to E major back to F sharp minor to A major to E major, finally landing on B major, which is our fifth. So we can land at, and gently and, and quite resolvedly back to E major, the tonic. So the structure to my thinking is you have the intro, verse one, which is your A changes, pre-chorus, your B changes, chorus, your C changes, uh, verse two, A, pre-chorus, B, chorus, C, and then the outro. There's no bridge, very simple. Uh, I mean, you could argue, you could call the pre-chorus a bridge of sorts, because it's like a transformational um, section between the verse and the chorus, but you repeat it. But anyways, that, that's pretty good. ABC, ABC, and then you have the intro and outro, which is, like I said, sort of playing with tonality. I wouldn't try to uh, to put it in a very uh, particular sense. But yeah, um, I think this is a beautiful song. It, it kind of makes me wish I had kids so I could sing this to them. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's very soothing to me and, uh, definitely a song that I could lay down to at the end of the night and relax to, and, you know, um, to try and, uh, just relax. It's just, it's very, I don't know. There's something very, um, reassuring. There's something very calming about this piece. Um, and I would be remiss in my duties if I did not make an esoteric song comparison. <laughs> I'm not going to Radiohead. I'm not going to, they might be giants. Uh, this time I'm going to Ween. Uh, they have a great song, very lullaby like too, as well, called She's Your Baby. Jenny came back from the stand, smiling with the writing of a Kafka in hand and a bunny. Slipping and sliding, you feel yourself asking Why would you want me to try? Squeezing your wrist and she's pulling you closer Down where the devils are dying with laughter And led to a place where there's no form of pleasure She blows you a kiss from the lips She's your baby Well, well, I adore I that song. Like that that's, that's like a perfect song to me. But this one comes close and it's got a similar feel. I think. What did you think? <laughs> well, it's a Except ween song. The there's a little chaos in there. I mean, meant, there's re references to Kafka. <laughs> I don't know what a bunny in a can is, but that's kind of disturbing. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, it is what it is. I love ween. But uh, what, what did you think? I have no, I can't say what a bunny in a can is. A bunny in a can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing out. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they are the best ways to have bunnies. Um, gross. Oh, come on. It's like smoke haddock. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like this song. Yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts, Betsy? <laughs> I prefer them alive. You prefer bunnies so and that... 
we don't get sued at the clinic. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh, B&L has what about not Steam played Play? this often in, in concert. So, okay. So, so Bare Naked Ladies have played it four times in concert. They have not played it since Steven left. Last time they played it was the last day of Ships and Dips 5. Mm. Yes, and so just before Steven left. Even before that, it wasn't very often. Um, even on their like snack time tour, they didn't didn't really play mm. this, which I would have <laughs> thought would have been the time. But Steven, however, sense. has played it nine times. Seems like a pretty personal song, from home right? you know, like something he wrote for um, as his a child, matter of so. I was just gonna say. So, as a matter there of he fact, is. <laughs> when he live, not only did he play it live, he Aww. played it live with Isaac right there with him. <laughs> and if you can't see from the pictures, I'll put it into the the link. But yeah, there's, there's no doubt that Isaac is. Versus, I was Isaac falling asleep during this. Life just begun by sleeping new sun has eyes that roll back in his head they flutter and jump he slows down his heart and pictures the world past his bed as I watch you breathe and then finally resolve <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's so beautiful. Mind drifts and weaves and you dream until you dream about it is when you dream Gorgeous. What do you dream But yeah, it's a very long time. So like if you don't have more things mixed in, yeah, it will it will drag. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Should we talk about not what the meaning of the song is? Because obviously, I think we we know what the meaning of the song is. That's pretty pretty simple. Um, but about the the words and well, the before chorus, we do, I is mean, there the anything the that, that either of you wanted to add about the music in particular? Is this where I bring up my? <laughs> I'd say so. Reference or no? Okay. Um, I don't even know. Tracy, if you can put the song, um, <laughs> our chat, uh, the song I'm talking about in, uh, but the song with this, <laughs> all right, get that coupon. Yep, shop now. Get it before Christmas. Um, so this song, Wake Up by Jonathan Colton, it, remi- it kind of feels like a counterpart to it, like like a like a second, like a sequel almost. How so? I'll let it play first. Days begun. Reach out and take the sun. Shine it on the face of a sweet dream and make it come true. Uh, so this is not necessarily, it feels kind of like a lullaby to me, this wake up song, but it doesn't necessarily kind of pigeonhole itself in an, uh, mm. uh, an age bracket, but it does mention something about like baby blues and the whole world's waiting on you. So it kind of does have a feel of like, um, this is, you know, a child going out into the world kind of, but um, I don't know when you listen to the whole thing through and compare the two, it it does feel like Mm. one's kind of bleeding into the other and the other one, you know, the wake up is kind of continuing um, where when you dream left off. So it's, it's, it's just, it complements it nicely. It reminded me a lot of each other. Uh, Yeah. Bookends. So, I like that one better. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Bookends. <laughs> you introduced me to a song. Oh, oh, like oh, so okay. I misunderstood. Yeah. So, the <laughs> monkey bookends. 
<laughs> and yeah, I can see it's definitely less uh, discordant than when you dream. So I'm sure that appeases your brain a little more. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm simple that way. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be very. I would love to hear Stefan's take on it, though. <laughs> Uh, we were supposed to have um, a a guest tonight. Unfortunately, he was not able um, to make it, uh, but he did send me his thoughts today when I was talking with him, and I'm pulling them up right now. Um, so we were supposed to have Eric uh, Butterworth joining us tonight, and unfortunately, he's he's busy. He's been looking forward to coming on to this because, as he says, I'm so annoyed, too, because this is my least favorite song. <laughs> and I was going to give wow. it a truly awful rating. Oh <laughs> Spread that hate. <laughs> Jesus. Oof. Um, he was going to give it a two out of five. What the um, hell? It, Does it, he and, have kids? <laughs> he wanted Jesus. to give it a rating of dream Jesuses. <laughs> Oh, oh! For the record, if we're talking about ratings, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to pitch like Fontanelles. That's, nice. That's very nice. <laughs> Which oh, actually, now to I think about, we're it, the Fontanelles like doo-wop, yeah. <laughs> very, very, yeah. Gladys and the Fontanelles. I don't know if I would have listened to that. Group. <laughs> um. So he says two. He he would give it two for the lovely, nice melody and the pretty vocals, but it's the lyrics and the pace. <laughs> um, he says, "I have no okay, frame of but reference." Neither do I. For having did, did children. his parents sing to him when he was a little kid? Come on, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, he says it doesn't speak to me on any level. And could you be any slower of a slow song? <laughs> Right, because I want Primus when um, I'm going to bed, obviously. What the hell? <laughs> uh, he uh, says, when I downloaded all my CDs onto the computer, this is the wow. one and only BNL song that didn't make the cut. Rude. I That's like an amazing song, Guns too. Roses, November what? Rain. Oh, I man. Rain. And, then, and then he says, never mind, <laughs> rereading my notes. I'm giving it a 1.5 for the music and vocals sounding. Hey, nice. I like to be open minded and everything, <laughs> I am but flabbergasted and gobsmacked. <laughs> wow, Eric is like one of the nicest guys that we. Well, know. his words are <laughs> not very nice. Really. Quite acerbic, I think. I mean, he's harsher on it than I would have been. Yeah. Wow. Um, and harder than wow. I will be, but yeah. He's... He doesn't like somebody. I would. I would definitely say he likes it less than me. <laughs> Maybe well, we got that right seems like as down. good a transition as any to talk about the lyrics. <laughs> and can I just say, let's see, where is it? There's yeah. Can I just say? Yeah. Can I? I might. I might. You can. Would you? Um, oh, rhyming <laughs> boisterous with noises just. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Fantastic. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, the lyrics are really, I love the lyrics in this. Um, to to look and think about what his son might be dreaming about mm. while listening to this, or while thinking about this. I love the fact that he's like, he doesn't like go into the mushy kind of stuff. He does, but he also, you know, do you dream of music or mathematics? <laughs> 
like this one year old <laughs> dreaming of mathematics. Well, you can't really hear about music without dreaming about mathematics. I mean, really, but yeah. I just feel like <laughs> it's great because it doesn't talk <laughs> down. And it's like, you know, once the child, uh, you know, gets mm-hmm. a little older and can kind of comprehend what's going on, it's, it's not like, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's just, it seems it's a very, I don't know. It just, it's very honest. It's just like written from a place where you can kind of really understand where, where Steve's coming from. And well, and he, he takes it from the like, are you are your dreams simple? Are they ex- explosive and amazing? <laughs> are they uh, like this like neon type thing, or are they are you able to conceive things that we are not able to conceive of in this young? brain because you have so little of life that is impeding you you know though and he says it very poetically and and quickly but like do you dream of jesus or mathematics (laughs) i mean or quantum mechanics Mm -hmm. like well you know such an amazing juxtaposition and like that kind of reflects to me too like like the potential that this kid's life has you know, yeah, all the different versions in the multiverse that might be or, or or are simultaneously. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I will say my least favorite line of this is his fun. It's kind of an icky uh, visual, but uh, I mean, I like I like this idea. Yeah. Speaks to what we were talking about, like. <laughs> um Well, he brings up he brings up you know do you dream in or is it English or Yiddish? So like. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little out of my depth here, not being culturally or spiritually Jewish, but like, uh, I'm pretty sure isn't the concept of like the chamber of guff, like this place where all the souls are drawn from before they're given to bodies or whatever. I just think of something like that or like, you know, even in, because I know Steven probably has, you know, interesting views on, on religion, you know, the concept of like reincarnation or things like that is the idea that you may have lived a past life and then, you know, you're coming into this new one where you don't retain any of that. So you're kind of uh, tabula rasa. I, I don't know. I just love it. I, it. In fact, you mentioned Snack Time earlier, Tracy, and I actually had the thought while I was listening to this, if all of the songs on Snack Time had been of this caliber, then I would have rated that uh, that whole album much higher. <laughs> because I, I love this is the kind of stuff that I would play for my kids. Definitely. <laughs> I think this song would have been the best one on there. Long done Snack Time. Not slamming snack time per se, just like oh, this is a great song. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, we're gonna have words. Respectfully son. disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> I mm. love the line of when the memories that he he'll learn to ignore, though, with going along with that reincarnation type of thing of like we we choose to ignore the things that we have gone through in life in past lives in order to be able to succeed and and go on in this life yeah i thought with reincarnation maybe i'm wrong that you do kind of retain elements of the past from past people depends on what version of reincarnation you're talking about yeah yeah most definitely there are some well then yeah, because I got the impression of like some stuff like followed yeah. him and through somehow. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I like mm. about that, like that he's learned to ignore. Like they're there. You just you learn to not connect to those right. pieces. 
Like you don't remember being born, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Which is a good thing to not remember. And yeah, probably generally speaking. <laughs> the most unusual line I think in this is, "Do you hear?" <laughs> yeah, that was an Shannon's odd one. Yeah. But I'm guessing that was like a song that he heard on the radio when he was a kid. So he's kind of <laughs> trying to bring it back to his experience and trying to relate to what it would be like to be a child now. Maybe, or maybe it was like what was that on the radio at the moment that he was writing this song. And he's like, Are you dreaming of that? Because that's what we're listening to right at this moment. Or, but yeah, I just thought it was very, very random. <laughs> well, I mean, that's and it's not a lullaby. Like, Del right. Shannon's Runaway is not a, a lullaby song. Um, if you've never heard that, here's a, here's a quick snippet of that song. As I walk along, I wonder. In the year 2525. Yes. 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 It's just thinking It's like a ukulele. He pulled my guitar really high. Oh, yeah. Classic tune. Classic tune. I'm looking at this guy though, and I'm sitting there. Yeah, going, he he looks kind of like if yeah. Ronaldo has done a lot of coke, a little alien kind of. <laughs> Just like I was thinking more like he looks like the guy that like yeah, he looks like he's from a David Lynch movie. Back and the shit out of you, <laughs> like. It looks like he's he does not send happy vibes yeah. to me. Oh, uh, all How right. Many well, Fontanelles? Should, should we put some Fontanelle. Fontanelle. How many Fontanelles would you give oh, this, song? this song? Oh my goodness. Um, Betsy, how many Fontanelles do you give this song? Oh, a fair number. Let's see. <laughs> a fair number. Um, of yes. <laughs> I used to sing this to my daughter oh, nice. all the time. Aww. And I and I debated putting the lyrics on the wall. Then, and then nice. I was just too tired and busy and didn't get around to it. <laughs> but I would have. Um, so, I mean... I guess the only caveat would be I do have to be in like the right frame of mind to listen to it. It's yeah. not, you know, my go-to jams aren't necessarily lullabies. <laughs> um, but uh, considering what it is, um, I will give it a 4.85 Fontanelles. Very nice. Very wow. nice. Yes. All right. What about you, Aaron? It's so tough. I part of me wants to rate this a five just because I feel like you're going to bomb it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's 
I, I mean, it's certainly very easily in my on my best of playlist. Um, I don't know if I mean it's not a perfect song, but it's it's really nice. I'm gonna say four point six five Fontanelles. Yeah, four point six five. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? I want to be fair. Don't let, let us peer let pressure fair, you. It's yeah. fine. To, you know, everyone everyone takes a turn drinking Actually, the no, hater. I'm I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort the sheet, and I'm gonna go down through this, and I'm going sheep? to decide. <laughs> snort the sheep? No, it's a snort. Well, I mean, we counted the sheep that were falling off the building yes, last week, did. so sure it's did. only fair that we that we Count sort the them this week. They're very hard to sort when they've fallen off the yeah. building. Pretty bouncy though. <laughs> They're well insulated. But says the lady that just said that she did not want to say anything about canned rabbits. <laughs> because if you they guys are both pretty bad, down, they're me. like just gonna they're gonna land and they're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would be a good example for BNL of a of another song like this? Why, why did War on Ooh. Drugs pop into my head? What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite Definitely. of this song? <laughs> I think this one is what's most the, similar what's to the song at the end of my Yoko Ono. Not uh, what's the, the oh, no. song at the end of Everything to Everyone? The song at the end um, of Edoe? Oh, God, I don't know. This have is you not s- how I store information in my, my brain, love? Tracy. Have you seen my love? Okay, what did I give? Have you seen my love? I gave that a three point five. I like this better than I love. Have you seen my love? Uh, I'm gonna give this a three point six. All right, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not what it deserves, um, but all right. So. <sighs> I don't know how to transition to this next song. It, there's no way to transition to this. Is this part of the transition um, that you're... I'm guessing I mean, it is. Yeah. The only... I, I mean, immediately, I want to go to say, like, who knew that this would happen? <laughs> but that's not next week's song. Next week's song is Who Can It Be Now? So I had to skip a song to make the make the pun. <laughs> Maybe if there's a paternity <laughs> test involved. <laughs> you are not the father. Who can it wow. be? Now? Who can it be knocking? <laughs> wait, wait, guys. We might have to cut this joke, but who can it be knocking up my girl? <laughs> oh, I Pick don't think song. that's where the line is, Aaron. <laughs> we trust worse lines. Oh, yeah. Sneaking across the floor. I mean... <laughs> So yes, next week's song is is the BNL <laughs> cover of Who Can It Be Now? <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, I love that song, so I'm curious to hear their take on and it. And I won't ask you next week what album it comes from because it it's very obvious what album it comes from. So, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> See, that's that the line. Betsy. That that's the line right there. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's a line I won't cross <laughs> <laughs> alright well 
we'll see you next week when we ask who can it be now who will be joining us for that episode <laughs> thanks oh, thank that was fun don't forget no regrets except maybe one it's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.